0: make a clap so we know where the break is
1: hello and welcome to dice like ice episode 16 i'm your host Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the dwelling to my Balin, Andrew Mitchell.
0: I mean, that it's, wasn't it's, the it's worst. Do- Is it Dwelling
1: or Dwalin?
0: Uh, I've normally heard it as Dwallin.
1: See, I thought it was pronounced Dwalin.
0: I might. I think it's probably one of those ones where it just depends who's narrating. Or yeah, because I've or, only
1: yeah. read the book. I haven't watched those movies. Oh, don't—they're terrible. I wasn't planning on it.
0: Oh. oh. Guess starting off with the cell phone huh
1: yeah of course so um, I will say in Peter
0: Jackson's defense the first one is okay okay
1: <laughs> you mean the fellowship of the ring
0: no, yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh um, I think
0: man. I might get assassinated if I just call that one okay.
1: Yeah, seriously. That one's pretty good. I mean I'm like, still annoyed that Bombadil wasn't in it, but you know what, we're not gonna get in that, because that's a rabbit hole Tony doesn't want to go down right now.
0: Yeah, everybody wanted thirty minutes of baby talk.
1: <laughs> okay, and his little song about Goldberry.
0: Sure. <laughs> I I am not a Tolkien purist. It's fine to leave well, that out. Fair
1: enough, fair enough. Oh man.
0: Yeah, let's get back on topic and yeah. not immediately alienate all forms of Tolkien fan.
1: Hey, hey, in all fairness, I do play the Lord of the, the Middle-earth strategy battle game. So, it's cool. Fair enough. All right, Andrew, what's our sponsor today?
0: Oh, as always, we are sponsored by Grip
1: and Rip. Yeah, your mic t- your new mic didn't do a great job of picking that one up at least through my end. Maybe it did on your uh- recording.
0: I don't think it did. I was uh, dumb and I, I put it behind the microphone, which is like the point of this microphone is so it doesn't pick up everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Grip it. <peh>, rip.
0: Grip it. <laughs> uh,
1: what you drinking today, Andrew?
0: Uh, well, I am uh, keeping it light and fresh since it's hot as fuck because it's mm. summer in Georgia. Uh, so we're doing an Original Sin a Pineapple haze Cider.
1: Oh, there you go. How's that one? Tart yet sweet.
0: It's um, 6% or so, nothing too wild, too, 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 wild. I was going to say wild, and then my brain too went to say wala. wacky, and then it came out as, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing too wacky or wild, um, just a good sip and cider, nothing crazy.
1: There you go, there you go. What do you got on your end? Uh, I'm going with the Dogfish Head Brewings Sea Quench Ale, their Session Sour, also a nice lighter one, so that's just a 4.9. But it's a sour with lime and sea salt, and it kind of tastes like a margarita, which I, I don't know if I'm mad at or not.
0: I'm personally not a huge fan of margaritas, but I'm okay with drinking them. That sounds like a, a more approachable version of one, at least. Yeah. It's
1: it's weird having a limey sour.
0: Yeah, that would be the thing that would throw me off.
2: Yeah,
1: it, it almost tastes like, God, I, I don't even know how to describe it, like, have you ever had like a limeade that's just way too tart? Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely.
1: It's it's like that with a beery undertone to it.
0: I've I've definitely gone to a sonic and gotten a limeade where they had the mix way off.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like that. But with beer. hmm Okay. Beer. Interesting. It's not bad though. It's not bad. The salt is actually really nice in it.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll have to uh keep that in mind next time I'm I pop by the liquor store.
1: Yeah. It's uh, not a bad one. Not a bad one.
0: Okay, and uh, just for everybody to listen on our uh, audio podcast, we do technically have another guest. I, uh, uh, is sitting in my lap is a lovely stray cat that I was given last night to take care of. I've decided to name him Bosco after the helper robot from Deep Rock Galactic.
1: Are you going to shake um, him till he makes noise so everyone knows he's actually there?
0: No, because he's asleep on my lap, and I'm not That's a fair fucking enough. monster. Fair uh, I enough. will, I will post a picture in the Instagram whenever we, uh, we post this live. Though um, he is a lovely little white and orange bastard, uh, 2.5 pounds was covered in fleas and mites, but I, I took nice. him by the the vet and got him some medicine, and he is good to go now. I and, uh, I'm just waiting to hear back from the landlord if it's chill if I keep him or not. Otherwise, uh, I got a few friends lined up who might take him. So don't worry, y'all. He'll be he'll be homed. He'll be happy.
1: He'll be healthy. I also spent part of my morning at the vet with the uh, with the moose here. So What's up with moose. This uh, this big bastard. We thought he had kennel cough all weekend. Today was the first day I could get him to the vet. He was doing that fun uh, honking cough, so everyone started calling him the goose instead. <laughs> took him, uh, took him by the vet. He's fucking fine. He's perfect. He doesn't fucking have kennel cough. Uh, apparently, he just barked enough where it irritated his throat and gave him a <laughs> scratchy throat, which then made him bark more and cough more because he's an <laughs> asshole.
0: What a dumb dog reason to be it a vet.
1: I love you, buddy. He's just laying here looking at me like Dad, Why, why you aired out my laundry like that, bud? Why are you laughing
0: at me, Dad? I just wanted to bark to <laughs> let the world know I love you. God,
1: hey, buddy. He's just sitting here staring at me. Look, I've betrayed <laughs> him.
0: Well, you know, maybe he'll learn his lesson next time, bark a little bit less.
1: No, if you haven't met this dog, he doesn't know how to bark less.
0: That's fair. Dogs <laughs> dogs be like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, he also ripped a fart so bad uh, last night, it actually woke me up. Damn, that's yeah. an accomplishment. Oh, it was, who not from the noise, from the smell. <laughs> it
0: smells once where you're like, oh, this dog has shat in my room. <laughs> I woke
1: up like, oh, what is that fucking smell? <laughs> Turn on the light, and he's just fucking on his back, just. Just fucking ripping them. <laughs>
0: that's that's not a grip and rip we want. That's, no, that's no, it is not. Completely ballpark of rip. So yeah. Keep that away from the beer.
1: Hey, buddy. Yeah, I know. Everyone heard you yawn. Congratulations. At least he's not barking. Don't say it. Don't say it, because he's giving me that look like he's about to. All right, let's get back to the podcast. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Oh, fair enough. Oh, man, Andrew, so uh, what kind of hobby progress you got going on? Because I don't have much. uh,
0: Neither do I. Well, I I accomplished a... uh, I finished painting a large model, which was most of my hobby progress. So uh, I I got a lot done, but not a lot of numbers done. So uh, I'll leave the big one till last. So I... um, uh, 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 got my hands on the new ash wastes book and I've been flipping through that and the nomads actually have access to a brute which um I'm I should have written its name down but I didn't essentially it's like a baby amble for those of you that know your necromunda slash 40k lore uh just a big tame bug monster so I actually have an amble model I was I was lucky enough to score one of those back when they were a reasonable price to pick yeah. up which boy are they not now holy shit um, so I'd had him painted for ages, but I didn't know how to base him. And, uh, I'm just going to use them for Necromunda stuff. Um, so there's an amble hunt scenario, so we could use him for that. And then I can also have him be a counts as brute for my nomads. So I, uh, started basing him, uh, put a shitload of skulls on his base. I actually dug through the bits box from my, um, my, 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 Fuck! What are they called? Ossiarch Bone Reapers. No. Oh, I had to go with like, the way back there. I was
1: like Soul Blood
0: No, by Ossiarchs. Um, and I got one of the. Uh it's their catapults. It has, like, a, a cauldron that you can have that's oh, full yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah. like, flaming skulls. So I snipped the flames off from around it and just, like, piled up terrain bits around it. And so it just looks like a pile of skulls. And then I, I sprinkled some other skulls throughout from the uh, the big skull box that you get. So there's a uh, an Urgul skull and a Tau skull. And I snipped off the bits of a, uh, a Crute skull to fill up the gap that was left by the uh, the Ossi-Arc, uh magic skulls pile. So... Uh, it's, it's looking pretty good. It looks like he's like outside of a cool layer or something. I haven't finished painting it yet. I just got that put on. Um, I also did an extraordinarily inadvisable thing because, uh, let me get a burp out real quick. Um. It's been raining and humid and fucking horrible here, so there has been no chance for me to safely prime anything outside. So I decided to say, you know what, caution to the winds. So I strapped my respirator on my face. I cranked up the vent in the bathroom. I threw a tarp down (laughs) in the bathtub, and I uh, built and then primed uh, two boxes of Necromunda squats. So I am... Please don't try this at home, kids. We
1: are trained professionals.
0: Well... I at least know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm a professional. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I gave it plenty of time to air out made sure to use the bathroom way in advance. So I didn't need to you know, go in while there was a, a, a fugue of spray paint mist. Um, probably should get my filter replaced after that, but, uh, they actually came out totally fine. Um, you know, left them for like three hours to dry, was able to do everything, got the bases done, roughly the same basing scheme as my, uh, my Waste Nomads, but I'm going to do it with a slightly different color. So it looks like they're from a different part of the world. Um, Super cool models. I am so excited to build and play with, or to paint and play with them. Um, They are brutal. They're really expensive, but they get access yeah. to some really good guns as far as Necromunda goes. Like right off everything
1: has rapid fire too.
0: Dude, like they're going to run out of ammo. Yeah. Like th- Their ammo is going to be to the point where I think instead of the first hanger on, I get with them being a rogue doc, it might have to be an ammo jack just so I can keep Oof. them in the fight. But... If they fail their ammo checks and I fail the ammo jack re-roll, uh, they have access to power weapons just right off the bat. I could, If I had the credits, I could give everyone in the gang a fucking power hammer. So, Probably shouldn't do that. No, although a power hammer is only 35 credits, which compared to a lot of their other weapons really That's isn't that pricey. Bad, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's one of the weaker of the the power weapons, but it's still really not bad. I think it's got disarm, so it's really not a terrible oh, weapon. I'm, I'm
1: thinking of the fucking arc hammer that damn Matt's Orlocks had that's fucking three damage. It was just no, 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 mashing no. cauldrons. That yesterday. one's a, uh, I think that's an
0: Orlock specific hammer. Fuck. Yeah, that no, that, that guy's brutal. Dallas has uh, put some people down in this game. Yeah, he put
1: down a couple more. We'll get to that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye out on the Patreon if you happen to throw a few bucks our way. I will also be uploading a couple of videos to our YouTube page, which uh, I'll find the URL and post it in the the, def, the, the 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 description at the end of this. It should just be YouTube.com slash Dice Like Ice, or it could be Dice Like Ice podcast. I don't know. We haven't posted anything on it yet. <laughs> it's going be I just, one or the I, other. I just, I just saved it ahead of time because I knew we might. But uh, I do want to do more video content. So I did uh, record myself building the first kit and I'll, you know, I'll edit it down, put some chill hop vibes on top of it or something, make it like a 10 minute video out of the two hours it took me to build the box. Um, probably paint up my leader just so you can see how I do my style. Um, I am going to do a smart thing with this gang, though, and I'm going to paint the helmets of every single uh, class of ganger a different color. So I'm thinking my leader will have a white helmet, my uh, gang, my champions will have red, my gangers will have blue, and then I haven't decided on the juves if I want to paint them green because they're green beards or if I want to just be like a flat steel like they haven't earned their paint yet. There you go. So. Yeah,
1: I've, uh, I do a similar thing on my caldor. door. Uh, the juves are red pants. The... Um the zealot is black pants. The leader is, like, a dark purple. My champions are a lighter purple, and my uh, my gangers are all green.
0: Yeah, because uh, I I painted both of the gangs I have so far, my Codor and my Nomads. I did not paint anything to distinguish who's who. So uh, I just have to go by, like, poses and weapons and just kind of be, like, ahead of the game. I'll be like, all right, this one is Speedy. Okay, this one is, you know, so. Uh, is Speedy still alive, or did he get, Speedy's uh. Speedy's alive. All no, right. He got- he got out of action on his first game. Um, I didn't mark which one it was, but he didn't get hurt. He just had, he, he rolled an 11, which was lesson learned. So he got bonus experience and didn't actually die nice. or even get hurt. He wasn't even recovery. So, um, yeah, so I did that. Um, I built a dual plasma pistol champion for my nomads. Yeah. He's about half based. I haven't gotten to the washing stage yet. Um he had a great showing. Let me tell you, we'll get to that as well. Um, but I, I liked the idea of having a closer range guy because the nomads are pretty like you know stay up up on the hills and snipe people kind of stuff. But you know if people very get close, Tuscan raidery.
2: Little,
0: Yeah, exactly. A lot of very like Lawrence of Arabia Bedouin type stuff. Like they're they're they have a, 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 a cliche niche, and I like it a lot. So um, given how they perform this campaign, I think they might actually do better in the Ash wastes specifically. But again, we'll get to that. Uh, so after I built him, I uh, also branched out and bought a mini that is not related to Games Workshop at all. Um, I actually got a Modifius, I believe is the company, uh, a model for Fallout Wasteland Warfare, which I don't think I'm going to actually get into the game, but the model is awesome. I picked up Frank Horrigan. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Frank Horrigan is from Fallout 2, so 98 or 23. I think 2000 for Fallout 2. Um, he is a super mutant that uh, was essentially like the hitman for the Enclave when they first showed up. And he is a super mutant in a fucking... Uh enclave power armor so he's the toughest enemy in the game in the toughest armor in the game he's got a fucking wolverine claw and a plasma gun that he one hands it's it's amazing Dude, that model is cool as shit looking. it's so cool he's stomping on a deathclaw which is one of the other toughest enemies in the game the first time you encounter him he kills some civilians that the enclave wanted dead and then the next time you encounter him he just punches the head off a deathclaw because he's a super mutant in fucking power armor um and he's indoctrinated by the enclave so he hates all mutants even though you can point out in the dialogue you'd be like hey bro you're a mutant he's like that sure sounds like something a fucking mutant would say (laughs) (laughs) so uh he's a really fun model really fun character go play fallout 2 you can get it for like a dollar on gog or steam uh fantastic game get over the ugly graphics it's still totally fine super charming still one of the best rpgs ever made it's
1: a it's an isometric the first one is correct
0: yeah, same, same engine, yeah, same graphic style. Um, they just beefed up the dialogue and a lot of the weapon options and such. Um, and you can find
1: an entire thing of fucking water keys.
0: Yeah, yeah, as a joke in like the first hour. <laughs> um but yeah cool, super cool model uh i was browsing their site and i was like you know i'm 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 probably not gonna play the game but there is some cool stuff the deathclaw model is awesome the fucking super mutant behemoth the model is awesome they have liberty prime as a model yeah, liberty prime
1: is the cool one in my book oh there's a, like a there's a duncan Rhodes paints video on the super mutant on a yeah Batman. i actually
0: i watched that one last night because i couldn't fall asleep so uh i, I watched that to drift off just to, to know how to paint them in the the actual good style so nice. uh that was that. And then my last one, my big one, my big boy that's been taking me a couple of weeks and kept me from painting big numbers. I finally built, or no, I've had him built. I finally painted Bellicor. Um He has been on my backlog since around Christmas. He was a, a treat to myself just because I wanted a big, cool project that was unrelated to any of my armies. Uh, he was my pull the ripcord model if I started to get uh, sick of what my current painting projects were. And I've been painting a lot of Necromunda lately, which, don't get me wrong, I have been super enjoying and will be super getting back into with these squats now. But I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not feeling guns at the moment. I want fucking flames and demons and chains and skulls and, you know, just just distilled Warhammer shit. So I uh, I didn't paint him at all like everyone else does. He is not the Dark Master on mine. He is indeed a very bright master because I painted him to look like he's made out of living lava. Which uh, was really interesting to try and learn how to do. Because normally, when you paint a model, you go from darks and then up to lights to, like, you know, show how light behaves. Lava is the opposite because it has a nice outer crust and it's hottest underneath. So I painted them yellow and then had to build up the darker colors, going from oranges, or yellows to oranges to reds, and then having a crust of black on top of it. Uh, So it was a really interesting. Like a reverse technique on how to paint him. It's something I'd never really done before. So he was he was a super fun project just for that, and I'm uh, very happy with the results. I think he turned out quite well.
1: Yeah, it, it's awesome looking man. Like it, it's one of those things. Like when I was watching the process of it, is like you post a pictures like ooh. Ooh, I hope that looks good, because that shit looks rough to start with.
0: Now, all models have an ugly duckling stage. His ugly duckling stage was, like, legitimately 85% of the painting process. I got to, like, 75%, and I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to fucking work out. I might have to (laughs) repaint him. And then I was like, a couple more layers. We'll see what we can do. And then it just clicked. And I was like, oh, fuck. This turned out great. Awesome. This is exactly what I wanted. So uh, I kind of wish i'd have recorded how i did it but it was such a long process that i i it would have been a long series of videos and a lot of editing um but if anybody's interested i can always throw up a super brief tutorial maybe like slap together a fucking space marine made out of lava or something and just show how i did it uh yeah Yeah, if if you end up
1: starting that chaos army
0: yeah, uh, yeah, no, there's a very solid chance I'm getting into Slaves of Darkness, mm-hmm. seeing as how I have one of their poster boys and some iron golems, and, you know, once, once I'm through my Necromunda backlog, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff to play with there, so, if I throw some other demons in, in the army, uh, I can do that, Um but yeah, so hit hit me hit us up on Patreon or Instagram or whatever if you want to see any painting stuff. Like just just go through my backlog and see if there's a model you like. I can put up a tutorial on how I painted it. You know, I'm I'm available to whore myself out for money, y'all.
1: <laughs> Aren't we all?
0: Oh boy, capitalism.
1: <laughs> Gotta
0: love it. What well, What did you get accomplished, Tony?
1: So I haven't I haven't gotten a whole whole lot accomplished. Uh, work has been work again because it's summer, mm-hmm. and we're in our busy month. Uh, And I did experience a little bit of the hobby burnouts for a while. So we'll talk about that a little bit later in this episode. Uh, But I did manage to get six more of my Caldor guys, which I think brings my total to 23, 22 or 23, something like that. It's about Uh, all you
0: really need for a Caldor game. Yeah, exactly.
1: All painted, all based, all 100% ready to go. Uh, I've got a couple more guys built as well for alternate weapon options and stuff and before this leader inevitably just gets his shit beaten in because he sucks ass i've got one uh built with a chain glaive and a big fucking torch on his back that i really like how it looks oh uh, i uh,
0: the fucking redemptionist models are just <clears throat> choice
2: yeah
1: well i did it with uh it's it's also backed really heavily with the um the bird mans so oh, yeah of course so
0: yeah you you got you got you got multiple flavors of very cool kits
1: yeah, it's uh, it's the the pose that he's holding out the sword down, and he's holding that one hand, and he's got the um, the skull in it. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Yeah, yeah. And yeah it's got yeah, like yeah, the, the bird the, on it.
0: Yeah, the I think it's the leader from the. Uh, yeah, the... it's it's
1: their it's their like executioner champion guy. But uh, I've taken his right hand off. That's holding the sword, and it's holding a big ass chain glaive, chain axe looking thing. The right hand he's holding the uh, the book of the redemption, and then on his back is that big torch that comes with the redemptionists. So he is uh, he is angry and purgy looking. Man, if you
0: want just like generic imperial zealots or like even some chaos stuff, get a mm-hmm. redemptionist kit. There oh, are so yeah. many incredible bits that come with it, just from like chain swords and chain axes and. Just giant fuck-off chainsaws to torches to weird, like, brazier heads that they have. It's, it's, it's got some wild Warhammer shit in it.
1: You know, I guess I could just paint him up and use him as my uh, my Caldor Executioner as well.
0: Yeah, yeah Sa- that would work. Same vibe. Same vibe, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and then I got three more basic Caldor miniatures not converted. Painted up, or uh, built up that I'm going to paint with a similar color scheme to use as the uh, the Apostates Tactics card. It gives me like three extra juves, so they stand out from my other guys a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just running three Imperial Guardsmen, which I've been doing for a little bit. But what can you do? Uh, then I've been painting a cartoon-style orc for Blood Bowl. That, which is uh, coming out really well. I'm really liking it. and It's like, man, maybe I want to carry orcs to fucking Nova, but... You're,
0: you're not going to know what team you're taking until the day before Nova. <laughs>
1: uh, there's a very good chance I might take all three of my teams and then decide when I'm standing there signing in for the fucking Blood Bowl game. <laughs> Look at what yeah. everybody else is playing. So
2: Yeah.
1: But I'm I'm really liking that scheme. Like I'm I've been very much enjoying painting the really bright pop art style colors. So he's uh, he's very green. Like moot green is his top highlight with a little bit of moot green and white being the the extreme highlight on the skin. And then the armor is blue, going up to like I think it's Hoeth blue, the really bright blue. And yeah, then, and the uh, only
0: one that they do that's brighter is Baharoth. So it's it's very bright blue. Yeah,
1: I think Baharoth is the Baharoth. Baharoth uh, is the one that has the, the green tint to it, isn't it?
0: Uh I don't know, it's in my toolbox, but I have a sleeping cat in my lap. so
1: yeah, mine's I, in the other room. so <laughs> I
0: think I think it's the one that's mostly white like it's it's gotcha. it's very 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 pale white pale blue if I remember correctly. <laughs> All
1: right And then uh, then the gloves are they go up to a wild rider red on their highlight. So it's no it's just super super bright and it's really really fun. Uh, also, the orc model that I put together to paint, I didn't realize until I started painting him that his ass cracks hanging out, which yep. just makes it even better.
0: Painting them, them green skin cheeks. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I'm, I'm still toying with the idea. I'm going to do damage on it, like, uh, you know, make it beat up and stuff. Uh, but instead of doing it a darker beat up, go with, like, mithril silver for the chips where it's all very bright. And I still kind of want to toy with the idea of doing. Um, white either checks or dags or flames or something on it just to break up some of the big open armor panels but i haven't really right. decided yet because uh, i'm not looking forward to freehanding white flame i know you you did flame Ooh. Uh yeah it's
0: a low enough model count that it's doable but uh it's a process yeah. and a bit of a pill it looks yeah. cool when it's done but it's you got to be careful
1: yeah and that's it's a much smaller area too than the big titan panels so but consider
0: you're not doing it on top of white robes like I did, so if you fuck up, it doesn't take 20 minutes to fix. it. That's
1: true, that's true. I'm doing it on top of very bright blue.
0: That's Blue is a very easy color to paint. It would go way yeah, easier with true. that than Tricks and Light.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then I started painting up uh, a Skaven. I've, I've changed away from my Underdark Tunnel Sharks. I didn't really like that scheme, uh, so I'm going bright with them as well, because I want all my Blood Bowl teams to be kind of pop bright colors. So uh, we're doing the... Uh, the Green Bay Pack Rats, they are yellow and green, just like the Packers. So Honestly, that's, I,
0: uh, I didn't know that you were changing it. I just assumed you bought enough rats that you're like, whatever, I'll have two teams.
1: I, I do. I do have enough rats to do that. Don't get me wrong. I am a Skaven <laughs> player. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. But no, so I've got a couple of test models from a couple of different schemes, and I'm, I'm kind of liking that one. So, and that all spawned because me and Michael were talking paint schemes one day, because he's doing, um, spoiler alert, I don't know. He listens to the show. I assume other people know what his paint scheme is at this point. Because he's already in a league with him. Uh, but it's it's like Miami Dolphins style. It's like uh, this teal color. So, it's like, yeah, that'll make uh, mine stand out enough from him. What
0: does he care? He's also colorblind.
1: God, fucking... How do I know so many colorblind people? It's weird. Uh,
0: it's like 12% of the male population or something like that.
1: I think I've got four or five close friends right off the top of my head that I could think of that are all colorblind.
0: Um including michael i know too uh, I, uh my, my buddy matt is color deficient so yeah. you know it's it's like eh, that kind of counts but you know whatever it's, it, he's not he could maybe still be a pilot if he wanted to be
1: yeah well my friend tay she's got the uh, the weird color blind where like everything is like pink and yellow it's real weird it's um i don't know what it's fucking called Dot, die up, foam up something or another
0: yeah i'm I've been colorblind my whole life, and I never remember which one I am.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's really, really wild, uh, the strange coloration she has on everything. Yeah, I
0: think the uh, uh, women tend to be blue-yellow colorblind, typically, if they are colorblind.
1: Yeah, let's... Uh, on, I'm going to pull it up, because I know it's on here. Science and medicine corner, y'all. Um, okay, there it is. Uh, fucking <laughs> Tritanope. 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 I don't know, T-R-I-T-A-N-O-P-E. But yeah, like I've got an app on my phone because uh, she wanted me to paint a D&D mini for her. And so I was just curious what it would look like, and I, I downloaded the app. And uh, everything's this weird, like, cotton candy pink and blue. Interesting. Which I know means nothing to you, Andrew. Uh, well, I know blue. You know I mean, blue, that's true. I just kind of know pinkish.
0: Pink is one of those colors that's like, it's got enough white I can usually tell a pink.
1: That's fair, that's fair. Uh, let's see, what other hobby progress did I get done? It's really not a lot. I built a handful more Storm Vermin. Uh, not very many, because I don't think I'm going to end blood up blood using blood Storm blood. Vermin in my big list.
0: Yeah, we've... For uh, Nova, we've, yeah. We're, we're mixing up our lists all the time. We're not going to... It's like Tony's Blood Bowl gangs. We're not... Yeah. Gangs. I keep saying gangs. Blood Bowl it's teams. A, we're not going to know the, what exactly... The Orcs are a gang. Hey, Kind of. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to know exactly what army we're taking for the AOS doubles in pro- until probably the week before.
1: Yeah, which we got to start working on our fucking display board this month.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we got like a month and a half-ish, two yeah. months to get it done. So, yeah, two weekends if we really sat down and buckled down. Yeah, and for get sure.
1: It. I mean, I I think if we if we got it if we started one morning we could probably finish it by mid afternoon.
0: Yeah, main thing would just be like waiting on glue and washes.
1: Yeah, I oh, fuck, dude. Just a hair dryer. I'll go buy a hair dryer from Walmart because none of us have enough hair to need one. I have a heat gun. <laughs> That's like a hair dryer. Oh uh, yeah, scalp. yeah, it's like a hair dryer if you want to catch things on fire. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's great. It's like living in Arizona. <laughs> Too just with less malicious <laughs> i don't know it is georgia uh mm. mm-hmm. per capita mm. i think they might have more <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fair anyway um
0: so, uh, what is else that everything oh,
1: no there was something else i built but i lost my train of fucking thought of oh yeah uh, i built uh, two or three of my enforcers for my gang as well for uh, the ash waste pmc i'm going to be doing yeah, um,
0: and uh, your fucking Buzz Lightyear helipad thing that you got for it.
1: Dude, yeah, but you saw the one conversion the guy did online of that, though, right?
0: Yeah, where he added Valkyrie wings or whatever on
1: it? Uh, he added uh, he added engines to it. But even just, I've seen one that was just that with just a different paint scheme on it and a couple of 40k gribbles, and it looks great.
0: Yeah, it's a shockingly good little toy for, what, yeah. Like
1: $15? Yeah, I mean, I've got to go green stuff and fill fucking screw holes in whoopee shit. And then Thank add some gribbling onto it. I'll just
0: uh knock that out with uh I don't know some, spr- some fucking sprue glue or something really uh, hard
1: I'll probably just millaput it together that that seems to be the easiest way to do it yeah, i've got a shitload of milliput floating around so
0: oh man we're uh, probably next ish- issue
1: episode episode we're issue no it no no. i like the idea of us calling our episodes issues
0: on the next issue of dice like ice uh we're probably gonna do more of a deep dive into the ash Wastes book book of yeah. the islands because uh there's some real fucking good stuff in there y'all oh man i am so excited <laughs> There's so much conversion potential. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, I flipped through it, and it looks great. I'm just going to go ahead and say a a
0: spoiler for those of you who haven't read it yet. You can pay a few credits and get Caltrop launchers and oil slicks. Like, this is some fucking, like, James Bond trap (laughs) bullshit, and I love it.
1: So looking through it, um, I don't know. I guess you're old enough to technically maybe remember this. But when I read through it, my brain immediately went to the old Mad Max video game from the regular Nintendo. I never played that one. It I was did awesome. play the
0: 2015 one. That one was really fun. 20
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was really good.
0: That was that was a solid that, that was probably one of the better movie tie-in games of the past, I don't know, 15-20 years.
1: Yeah, that one was really good.
0: Like if you want kind of a mix between like the ubisoft go capture tower style and also a bit of like a grand theft auto e sort of vibe just like cool open world exploration with cars and stuff that's a good one and it's been out for long enough you can get it for real cheap
1: too the the race mission though i remember there being one really big race mission that sucked ass
0: i mean open world games always have that one mission that sucks fucking vice city with that helicopter i mean mm. yeah
1: the one tarnish on an otherwise perfect game <laughs> do the lance vance dance <laughs> oh man me and my buddies we would just have that game playing just for the fucking soundtrack when we were younger
0: Ugh, my uh deservedly so my parents would not buy that game for me when i was a kid but i did have a couple of 'er ne'er-do-well friends who had it so i still (laughs) ended up playing
1: a lot of it there you go man uh and then the other hobby progress i got is uh not warhammer related really but i'm gonna talk about it because andrew i'm gonna want you to play this game with me okay it's called Frostgrave.
0: I have heard of it. I have not looked into it in the slightest other than I know it's fantasy related.
1: All right. So me and Matt were talking about it on uh Saturday and we were playing our Necromunda game and I went whole hog into it and I bought enough for many war bands because I like to convert models and they're great models to use for D and D. They're cheap And when do you shit.
0: ever do anything halfway?
1: That's fair. That's very fair. I'm yeah. You got I a little s- bit of the too much gene. Yeah. I got too much of it. In fact, um, But yeah, so, like, uh, you have a warband of eight guys, a wizard, and an apprentice. That's your entire gang, warband, army, whatever. It's an entirely D20-based system, and you're treasure hunting in ruins. It's like Mordheim Light with D&D. Okay. But I've watched a bunch of videos on it. Matt and I have talked pretty heavily about it. He's into it. You can play it solo or in groups or against a bunch of people. But generally, the goal isn't to beat your opponent, like, with magic or swords and shit, it's to just get more treasure. Right. So it's competitive, but it's not. I don't know how to describe it. It's competitive, but it's not like I'm going to beat your guy up and take all your stuff. Competitive. It's not it's like It's
0: competitive, but not like Magic: The Gathering. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I got that stuff. It should all be here Friday. And uh, Matt ordered a, a mat for a Snow City for us, so we're gonna we're gonna play that a bit because he's playing that at Nova.
0: Yeah, because he got in on the ticket a little late, so he missed out on the AOS doubles. Mm -hmm. And we're still up in the air if we're going to have a fourth, even if he wanted to do doubles. So, uh, yeah, he he needs to fill time. I'm sure he's going to have a great time.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the cool part is um, that event starts like 30 or 40 minutes before we're done with doubles, unfortunately. So, even if I wanted to, I couldn't jump in on it. Yeah. but uh but so he can hang out he'll be hanging out with us a little bit during doubles and doing some shopping and stuff and then afterwards uh, i can go over there and nerd the fuck out on some Frostgrave with him
0: yeah. As, yeah as soon as we get bored of that and you know slam a few beers we can go and hang out and do some Frostgrave.
1: exactly exactly and i'll, I'll so you know, explain have stuff to play. Me
0: the bands is it like you know mixed humans can you play like orcs and elves is it, it is like all the fantasy bullshit
1: it is a like a, a a model ambiguous game you can use models from Any range whatsoever.
0: Oh, so I don't have to actually buy frost. You don't have to buy.
1: No, no. I I bought a chunk of them because they'll work really good for D anD. d Minis. Right. Uh, But so you have your wizard and your apprentice. Uh, Your apprentice is obviously your apprentice to your wizard. Your wizard comes from one of ten schools of magic: Uh, necromancy, chronomancy, soothsayer, witch, elementalist, sigilist, uh, enchanter illusionist necromancer and i cannot remember what the other one is uh but that determines what spells you have and like so you get like three spells from your primary school and then there's um aligned schools which you get one spell from each of the uh three aligned schools and then you have four neutral schools And you get one or two spells total from your four neutral schools. And then you have one opposed school, which you don't get any spells from. Okay. And you cast your school spells with no modifier. Everything's based on a d20. Uh, Most of the spells are an 8, a 10, or a 12. And your wizard has, like, plus 2 at level 0. Because your guys level up. Uh, Your related schools, um, or your aligned schools, are all too higher to cast. So they'd be like, if it was an 8, it would take a 10 for you to cast it. And then the neutral schools are at plus four, so if it was an eight, it would be a twelve for you to cast it. Your apprentice also casts He has the exact same spell list you do. Your XP is off of a warband that you get, so it's not XP on each guy. Your warband gets XP, and your wizard and your guys all level up together. Um, your warband consists of those two guys, four specialists, which specialists are everything from archers to trackers, rangers, barbarians knights, templars, um, there's a whole bunch of them. I think there's like 12 or 14 of the specialists. You have four of those, and then you have four free either thugs or thieves that if they die, it doesn't matter. You just get a fresh one back each time. Uh, the other guys can take injuries and stuff like that. And then after the first game, like, you get a layer. Uh, you get a whole bunch of other things you can do. You're trying to find gold. You get XP for almost everything in the game. Casting a spell gets you XP. Failing a spell gets you XP still. So like, it's not one of those games where like Necromunda, we're like, well, my guy was here, so at least I got something. But it yeah, it looks fun. I'm,
2: uh,
0: I'm looking at some of these models right now. I will say they're a bit crunchy, but they, they are. do have uh, they have a little bit of like charm to them. They're very like I don't know. Uh, mid to late 90s GW style where proportions are goofy and they have some yeah. wacky faces, but, uh, yeah, it's, but it's kind of fun.
1: But that's the other thing about it. They're not GW models, so they're not GW prices. Like yeah, a, a, seeing, sprue, a sprue of five of the guys is fucking $8.
0: Yeah, a set of two heroes is, Uh, I'm on the British version for some reason, so seven pounds. So, yeah, you know, and, and, that's, and you dollars. can
1: actually buy, like they're, the boxes are, all, they all mix with every other one of their boxes. Okay. So every part can go with anything. Uh, but like the wizard box, it comes with enough stuff to make, I think, eight wizards. And it's like $22.
2: Not
0: terrible.
1: Like it's super cheap.
0: I mean, I spent with shipping $44 on Frey Corrigan. So, you know, what can I say? That's a cool model, though. It's a great model. But uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely looks better. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no shade at the sculptor. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, i need to uh, sit in on a game... Between you and Matt, and see how it plays, because you know I could pick up the rule book and just you know play with my goblins or whatever. I've, I've got
1: a I got a digital copy. I can kick you. Bitchin'. Yep. But like I mean, the entire rule book's 180 pages, and it's everything. It's every scenario. It's functionally the monster manual for it. Um. Oh yeah, but like how neutral monsters spawn. There's treasure tiles in addition to whatever your main objective is, and there's usually a handful of neutral monsters on neutral monsters on the board neutral monsters. neutral monsters. and then when you pick up treasure you roll on a chart and if you hit sit, uh, if you roll a certain thing a monster will appear and then you roll 2d 20 and like the higher the numbers on him the scarier the monster is and it's a chart of like fucking 45 or something monsters that can appear okay. on the board so okay it's you'll never ever have the same game twice
0: Yeah, and Matt's talked about it so much, I know he probably knows the rules like the back of his hand, or at least pretty close to it, so uh, if you like wanting to learn, I I have a good sensei for
1: it. Yeah, it also runs into uh, another game that's the same thing called Ranges of Waterdeep, uh, where you can actually bounce your warband back and forth in between the two. Cool. Because basically the the setting is, Frostgrave is this crazy magical ruined city a la Mordheim. Uh, and your wizards just go up there and they just recruit people to take with them into it to get rich. Bitchin'. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it looks fun. So they've got a bunch of stuff on order. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll do a Patreon episode, uh, me and Matt talking about it and we might do a video, a video playthrough of a game on it. Who knows yeah
0: we did do a a test recording of a necromunda match between me and matt and uh it was okay so it might be a lot of b-roll footage uh we're we're working on that we'll see we're not going to go full bat reps but it might be fun to have some some recordings every now and again oh
1: and the other thing these games take anywhere between 60 and 90 minutes tops
0: now that's that's a selling that's
1: a selling point that's a game of blood bowl
0: yeah Yeah, if uh, you guys like Frostgrave or even Wasteland Warfare, let us know and tell me why I'm an idiot for not playing both of them.
1: Mm -hmm. I probably won't play Wasteland Warfare. I enjoy Fallout, but I don't think I enjoy Fallout that much.
0: I like the models are very good. They're good calling back to our last episode they're good resin models so uh yeah, that was I, my
1: next question is what are they made of
0: yeah definitely resin um so there's some really good sculpts uh they, they might be my new ripcord models when i'm just sick of necromunda or 40k or something just do some some wacky 1950s retro bullshit nice
1: uh all right so uh, we got a little off topic but still on topic because was hobby progress yeah. uh andrew what kind of games have you played
0: Ooh, this one's going to be short for me because uh, it's not been great. <laughs> so it's just been three games of Necromunda, and uh, spoiler, I lost all of them. My fucking nomads have been doing bad this campaign yeah. to the point that uh, it's a it's an eight-week campaign. A week is three games. Uh, at week four, probably just going to retire them and come back with squats because uh, I think they might be cursed. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're not doing great. I've won one match, and I do do think it was I think we talked about it last game or last last game goddamn last issue. Um, I think we talked about it last issue where I played against Matt and he ended up uh, willingly bottling. I I really do think he could have won that one if he wanted to stick it out. It was kind of on that edge where it could have gone either way. But you know, uh, that's the only one I've won so far, though. So starting off played a game versus Jeff uh, his Goliath gang. Uh, We rolled up the scenarios. We ended up picking one that was borderline impossible for him to actually win. And he was a little upset about it rightly so i would be too if it was one i couldn't win so i was like all right all right it's cool we'll re-roll it we'll just you know i i, I want this to be fun for both of us uh went the other way he ended up just stomping stomping on my dick i couldn't make a single thing hit like or rather i would hit couldn't make any wounds happen couldn't pin anybody like i was rolling fucking terrible and i was like oh cool so you have taken out a ganger with a permanent eye injury so he's minus one ballistic skill which is really bad in necromunda so that's bad you took out a juve thankfully uh, that was the speedy what i was talking about earlier speedy my new juve i got uh he got taken out but he got a lesson learned so he was fine he didn't actually end up going in recovery so i was like all right i have to get loot crates from him this isn't going to happen he's overwhelming me very quickly he's getting reinforcements every round i'm just going to bottle and save save some casualties it's going to be fine so, you know, took a loss. It's fine. I got a few credits out of it. Yada, yada. Uh, played another game against Matt and his orlocks. which this one was fun. This was a really good one. It was honestly very close almost the whole time. Uh, there were five loot crates that we had to grab. I forget what it's, it's ancient treasures or forgotten treasures or something. Yeah. Uh, there were five loot crates we had to get. Whoever got the most won, or if you killed or made the other gang bottle, you won, obviously. Uh, he has the orlock thing, where his Juve has a fucking jetpack, and can move potentially 16 inches a turn. And he got real close to that most turns, so he was able to just zip that Juve forward, grab a loot crate, get the fuck out of there. And I was like, well, there's one. And then he got two other ones right off the bat, and I'm like, huh, two, three, oh, three out of five. So he wins, so I have to try and take him out to do anything. This game, This fucking game. (laughs) I rolled shockingly well, actually, for me. I mean, I got a lot of hits. I got a lot of wounds. I got some people in serious injury, a lot of flesh wounds. Nobody died. I didn't out of action a single goddamn guy on his gang. Uh, Everybody who was seriously injured came back with just a flesh wound, which is bad. Minus one toughness and all that. His... He had a uh, house agent that he got for his house favors through Orlok, who was a three wound champion, essentially, with a bolt gun. He was amazing. Yeah. He had he had tons of skills. He was great. Uh, I got him down to one flesh wound left. Couldn't make him dead. Did the same thing with his arc hammer champion. Couldn't make him dead. They both got back up and ran away. And I was like, well, great. Okay. Uh, I was shooting his dudes left and right. I will say, he rolled really, really well for his recoveries. He also had some fucking clutch smoke grenades he he was he was able to block off my line of sight super well and uh, at the end of every round you have to roll to see if a smoke grenade dissipates or not on a five or six it stays i think he had one time no two he had yeah two times of the smoke grenades actually dissipated but it was always like way after he gotten everybody behind cover so it's like ah well My sniper rifles are pretty well useless in this zone Mortalis match, which is all tunnel fighting, so I couldn't really get, like, above to see him or anything. So, a combination of good smoke grenades and real good rolls on his part and, you know, I ended up taking the L on that one, which I'm not salty about, because that was actually a really fun match. Um... Then I played against Phil. Uh, I would describe this one as lost horribly to his (laughs) eshers. To the point where Phil even commented on how how ice my dice were rolling. Uh, It was real bad. I was like, okay, multiple people in this game. Hitting on a two. One, 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 two. All right, rolled a wound. One, one, one. It was... It was legitimately like I had joke dice. They were fucking terrible. And I, I even got to pick a scenario. I, I, I ruined the roll off. I got to choose one. I was like, all right, I'm going to try and go for the W. I want to win one, or at least I want another one that's really close. Because like I always say, I'm happy to lose as long as the game is even and fun. Uh, I picked Ambush, which is the one you did against me with your Cawdor. So yep. I with my snipers, I'm like, all right, I can get up in the rafters. I should be able to fucking like pin them down. This should be gold one 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 (laughs) one um mostly mostly i my my leader did manage to kill one of his juves and or uh, gangers and actually did roll a double six so that's just dead there's no you can't bring him back with a doc after that um and then I had a tactics card where, kind of like Cawdor, the nomads have a chance to bring in D3 free juves, but these are like actually free, and they come in with 20 credits, so I just gave them a stub pistol and an auto pistol. And, of course, the only other proper out of action I got was with the free juve who doesn't stick around and doesn't gain experience <laughs> points. So I was like, well, you did your job, I guess. Um, Matt was able to escape easily because it was a... Uh, if he gets more people escape than I got out of action, he wins. And I only got two out of action out of you like a 10. Yeah.
2: What
1: I
0: say? Uh, yes, I'm yeah. so I said, Matt. Yeah. second, Wait a
1: second. Wait a second. <laughs> Buffer, I, I mean I'm in Phil. I'm getting name. ahead
0: of myself. Uh, Phil's Eschers. Uh, he had like 10 people on the board, including his, uh, house yolanti uh, entourage or whatever, which is, they were pretty fucking badass. They did some killing. Um, I was able to, to, yeah it's just just he got everybody off the board i was able to knock a few people down but it was it was bad it was real bad <laughs> so like i've got no money i've got no rep my my nomads that they're gonna go back out into the ash wastes and go into obscurity they're, they're they're leaving in shame at this point i'm gonna i'm gonna limp on through the rest of this week and get some other people experience and then they're gone and i'm coming back with squats there
1: you go
0: man and uh once actual ash wastes rolls around maybe they'll be better when i have their bugs you know
1: yeah. And they're yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're fucking vehicle bugs.
0: Yeah, because no, uh, that's another thing in the ash waste. They actually don't get access to vehicles. They only have their bugs, and they tease that there's going to be more bugs, but there's no rules for them yet, so we'll see when the next – I, I, I imagine they're going to have the equivalent of a House of book at some point because um, between the Squats and the Nomads, it's only like 15 pages of lore and rules. There's really yeah. not that much. Let's see. I got it pulled up right here. One second. Oh, nope. I exited out of it. Never mind. Yeah, about fifteen pages of lore and rules between the both of them, so it's enough to play a game of either. But uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, we're not we're not getting into house favors and that type of stuff quite yet. Yeah. So uh, that was my games, a lot of, whole lot of losses, and uh, you know, tried to grin and bear it. Sometimes it's hard not to get a little salty. I'll be real, but you know, I'm I'm playing with friends. I'm having a fun time. At least I'm not working. Everything is okay. So that was my games <laughs> how about you uh
1: i had only one and a half games this time but uh i had a game that i missed last time uh start off with the one i missed last time and that was a 40k game against uh dr chris he was running his tournament dark angels and uh we we're like all right well let's try it against a vehicle list and see how it does um spoiler alert really fucking well
2: hmm. <laughs>
1: apparently uh he Dumpster me down i think the total score was like 82 to 40 something Ooh. uh and that was him being gracious and me getting the 10 points for being fully painted <laughs>
2: so
1: uh so needless to say the tournament he went to the next weekend he won oh great oh, uh great. yeah uh it was him and one other person
0: <laughs> but there, there were two people at the there tournament were
1: two, yeah uh apparently it was one of those tournaments that a lot of people drive in from far away from because it was at uh goblin games in atlanta so it's so a lot of people from North Georgia, and that was when gas jumped to the uh, $5 a gallon thing, and people were like, mm, yeah, no, I'm not driving 60 miles to go play Warhammer.
0: Yeah, yeah, bad bad time for
1: that. Yeah, so it was Chris, and I think uh, a, a Chaos Knight player was the other guy, and uh, as a determined, his Dark Angels do <laughs> really well against uh, vehicles, well, because uh, Chain Fists.
0: Yeah, Chain Fists, mostly Terminators, I think he's still rocking. So, yeah, uh, between pretty,
1: uh, Armor of pretty? Contempt and their... Fucking inner circle transhuman thing, like fuck me, it's hard to get anything to stick.
0: Yeah, no, I, having not kept up with the 40k man in a long time, I have genuinely no idea how to beat that army.
1: Yeah, well, neither do I. Well, there we go. <laughs> what about your half game? Uh, my half game was uh, I played part of it, you played part of it. Uh, I was yeah. teaching teaching a new guy in our group, Cole, a little bit of Blood Bowl. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was a fun one. Uh, it's it started with uh, him kicking the ball to my Norse team, who promptly fumbled it. Uh, on the very first thing I tried to do uh, was uh, I my guy got to roll three dice to try and block one of his dudes. Uh, I rolled three skulls, which is Damn. remarkable. That it's is okay remarkable. though. I uh, I used a re-roll to roll two skulls and a both down.
2: Ooh, well, <laughs> at least you had
0: a fuck? chance at that armor break. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I rolled like a four.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh and then of his of Gutter Runner got too. Yeah, oh yeah. For those of you that don't blood bowl, triple skulls is three ones. Now that's dice like ice.
1: Yeah. I functionally rolled in six dice, five ones and a two.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's talent right there, baby. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, so that allowed the gutter runner to just run right past my line, pick up the ball, and casually walk into the end zone like it wasn't a big deal.
0: Yeah. Uh, we talked about it before. Gutter runners can essentially yeah. run pretty much the entire map in two rounds. So. Yeah
1: uh and then you know it was it wasn't like a true blue game we were like okay so we're gonna act like this happened and your guy did catch that and you know just to teach him a bunch of the mechanics of it uh yeah, he's showing in, him all the
0: scenarios yeah
1: yeah so he he's pretty interested in that he's looking at um one of the undead teams because that's what we need is another fucking undead player you bastards
0: <laughs> i'm honestly to the point where i'm considering picking up like a lizardman team or something just so to have a completely different flavor thank you um like like I'll, I'll, I'll still probably take my spooky team to nova yeah. but like just something else to play with
1: Yeah, and uh, he's also looking at um, the corn Team, which uh, our buddy Trent actually picked that up and has been painting it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. uh, the pictures he posted on the Discord are real good. They're looking very solid.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, he's been out of town for work during the week, most weeks in Charlotte. So eventually he'll make his way back around to a Wednesday night.
0: Hey, you know, show up when you can. Always fun to have people when when they can make it.
1: Uh, And then my other game was Saturday Night, uh, against what's probably now my most regular opponent, and we talked about that, Matt. Matt. What's up, Matt? <laughs> uh, it was a game of Tunnel Skirmish Necromunda. Oh. My Caldor versus his Orloks. Um It was gang selection 10, so he had nine guys in his gang. So I got to bring my basic 10, my extra ganger, and then I got all three on my D3 for extra juve. So I had 14 guys. And I had the tactics card Apostate, so I had seventeen dudes running against his nine.
0: Uh, it's pronounced apostate.
1: Oh, apologies. Oh, a a-pa-to-sta? apatostadas, apatosta, Apatatastas?
0: <laughs> <laughs> apatatastas I'd like a side of uh, uh, <laughs> with some extra sour cream. Which
1: you know he was he was a bit worried because I outnumbered him functionally two to one. Uh, it became clear halfway through the game, though, that the two to one that I outnumbered him with was actual and literal dumpster trash uh ballistic skill five up dudes with pistols was over half of my gang so uh it started off decently easy um his first his first activation one of his dudes uh, his jetpack dude just fucking ate shit and knocked himself onto the ground because uh, after all the rolls he got against you i guess he had a roll of one eventually eventually yeah then, uh, then it was just both of our games kind of closing, uh, flash grenades here and there. I popped three flame dudes out of a tunnel uh, who immediately got flash grenaded because I lost six of the seven priority rolls with a one. Oh, that was very Holy similar to my match shit. with Phil. Like,. It was, like, the first one, I won it with, like, a four to his three or something like that. And then all six other ones, I rolled a fucking one. And, like, I was like, I don't even know why I'm fucking rolling this anymore. It's just going to be a one. Uh So when was. those guys... yeah Self-fulfilling when the, prophecy. When those guys popped out of the tunnel, they just instantly got photon flash-grenaded. And we're like, oh, fuck! Um But there were a lot of flame templates in that tunnel. Like, a lot of flame templates in that tunnel. Sure sounds like cod or to me. Uh, it wasn't just on with Flame Templates. Oh, he finally <laughs> oh no. got those Firestorm oh, Shotguns. God. Uh, so, yeah, so I had four Blunder Poles and an Exterminator. So I had five Flame Templates I could throw. He had three Incendiary Shotguns and a Hand Flamer Dude. So he had four Flame Templates he could throw. Um, so at one point in the turn, I don't know, it was like mid-game, we had a whole bunch of guys in like the open middle space, and he ran his hand flamer dude up, had a card where he got a double shoot, and fired the, the hand flamer twice, caught four of my guys on fire. Uh, I responded by group activating, catching four of his guys on fire, and just the center of the board was just a bunch of guys running around on fire. Uh, it was the bloodiest game of Necromunda I've ever had. I had nine people go out of action, he had nine. four people go out of action. God Uh, I barely beat him because of that, because the scenario is for each person you take out of action, you get one point. If it's a leader, or if it's a champion, it's two. If it's a leader, it's three. And then if they flee from bottling, it's the same thing. So luckily his gang bottled out, but if he would have been able to kill, I think, I think one leader or two more of my guys, or one champion, or two more of my guys out of action, even with him bottling, he would have won.
0: It's not even a bloody match. All the blood fucking evaporated.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Those tunnels probably stank to hell and back. Uh, oh. And somehow the only actual sticking injuries that happened were I gave Ponyboy a lasting injury. And of course, you know what it was, Andrew? Mm, humiliated or spinal? Spinal. Oh, spinal. <laughs> spinal injury. Everything else was like out colds. Like we were just rolling like 23s for out of actions. <laughs> well at
0: least it wasn't you know broken bones brutal match no
1: it was just a slap fight um so i now control the genitorium, so that ought to be a fun one
0: nice so uh what what was the theme song for that mission do you think play with Uh, fire by rolling stones ring of fire uh, oh
1: disco inferno possibly
0: fight fire with fire metallica Uh,
1: no you know what it was it was uh bloodhound gang's fire water burn we don't need no water. Let this Let motherfucker, motherfucker
2: burn. burn. <laughs> hmm. well,
0: it's just yeah. We just make an entire playlist. You know, fucking play with fire. I already said it's fucking. Yeah. I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen. You
1: know. Oh man, what was we the didn't start by? the fire. Yeah, there's angel. friends. <laughs> well, there's a friends Ferdinand one too. What was theirs?
0: Oh, good question. I don't actually know off the top of my head. I'm gonna Google Firestarter by Prodigy. <laughs> uh great balls of fire jerry lee lewis um uh, shit fireball by deep purple <laughs> i'm trying to think of all fire related songs
1: oh uh, this fire is the one by Franz ferdinand okay yeah we could we
0: could get some good ones what was that terrible kings of leon song sex oh, on fire <laughs> oh god not what you want with War. no they definitely have diseases oh boy I could keep going. Anyway, so
1: lots of fire. <laughs> oh, Flaming Youth by Kiss. Oh. <laughs> i never get a Kiss song.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, no, we can make a, a real playlist of this. Jeez.
1: Oh, my God. I'm going to have to do that. Next time he tells me to put on the music or play, I'm just going to play all songs with flames in it. Oh, that would be beautiful if you just make a Condor <laughs> list for fire. Oh, man. But yeah, so uh, that was uh, that was all the games I had played. But oh. it was fun. It was a fun one.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad your fun was able to mitigate some of my not super funs. You know, played against good opponents. Not not oh, yeah. salty in that regard. Just boy, were my dice bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah.
1: I couldn't. I couldn't make wounds stick either It makes you feel
2: any oh, better. God, uh, it's,
0: it's been a rough go for the nomads. Yeah, you know?
1: I had one of his guys that I caught on fire on like the very first turn, and the dude stayed on fire for seven fucking turns. Never got hurt. Never got the fucking fire put out.
0: Just just rolling <laughs> just on the floor. Just, just like oh,
1: rolling God. on the floor. Yeah. Uh it was uh and then another one of his guys I lit on fire and he was just kind of pinballing in a hallway. Uh hey, and then he went down. I know what
0: that feels like?
1: <laughs> he went down seriously injured on fire right in front of my dude who was seriously injured on fire and the two of them just laid there for like three turns both seriously injured on fire. Just flipping each other off but <laughs> yeah, not like,
0: able to do anything.
1: Like what the fuck?
0: Oh uh, wow. Um, That's Necromunda, baby. That is,
1: Oh, man. So there's been a a chunk of Warcom articles to come out recently. Uh, Andrew, has anything really piqued your interest from Warcom? Because only one thing really has for me.
0: Oh, well, there's been all kinds of news about stuff that it's at least worth talking about, even if I'm not personally uh, interested in. I'll, we, I'll,
1: I'll talk about a little bit of it. But we got to start
0: off with the big one. This is some huge fucking news. Uh, apparently, StarCraft is in fucking 40K now, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I, I know there's a lot of overlap if you know the history between uh, Blizzard uh, back in the day and in, in Games Workshop, but uh, we got the, uh, uh, what is it? The Votan, uh, what, a Hearthkin? What is this called? Yeah, the, the Hearthguard. They're just they're just dwarf space Marines. Like it has the same armor pads. It has the same helmet. Like they have a cool, like gauntlet punch blade, but wow. Like it's, it's, it's legitimately just space Marine power armor from, from Starcraft, but with like a Volkite cannon and some dwarf runes on it.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't like the aesthetic of them.
0: I don't, I genuinely don't hate it. It's just so blatantly Starcraft like it's the more i see of this army the more i mean it's I,
1: fair though because starcraft was a rip off of a lot of 40k stuff
0: oh absolutely because for those of you that don't know blizzard wanted to make games workshop ip they wanted to do warhammer fantasy and warhammer 40k and games workshop said fuck off and they said well we'll just do what you did and just kind of like rip on it but you know scrub the the, the fucking serial numbers off <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I genuinely don't hate them. Like, most of the... Like, we talked about last time, you know, Voltan-only fans. I, uh, <laughs> oh, God, I, I forgot
1: that was the episode. <laughs>
0: I, I I like most of the Voltan stuff. I genuinely don't hate it. The more stuff comes out, I think it's kind of cool. Like, I can see why it's not for everyone. Don't get me wrong. The aesthetic is, is its own thing. But, like, yeah, I think they're fine.
1: I, don't, I think I'm just butthurt that they got rid of dwarves in fantasy and Age of Sigmar and put them in 40K. I,
0: I mean... They got them. They just took their pants off.
1: Or gave them steampunk armor.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, you could still technically play with them through Cities of Sigmar, but yeah, it's not shit. the same. Um, my main thing about this armor, holy shit, edge highlighting for days. Those yeah. soldier pads alone must take like three hours for each fucking Marine. I'm going to keep calling them Marines because that's what they are. Yeah yeah, it, 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 the, the squad equivalent of Terminator armor essentially is what we're talking about, the, the Hearthguard. Ein, ein hearth Hearthguard. So, uh, that was a thing worth making fun of because apparently we just rip on Votan at this point.
1: Yeah, the, the big thing that I was interested in, they showed um, the new Kill Team box uh, that's going to be Space Hulk and it comes with a fucking Kroot war Warband. I'm did I'll be not ar- see that coming.
0: Yeah, first of all, Super didn't see that coming because they talk Space Hulk, which means Tyranids, Orcs, or Chaos most of the time. crew was kind of out of left field for me,
1: but I like it because it's it's a throwback to the crew Shaper model and the um, uh, the Games Day exclusive model they gave. They've got new crew Hounds that actually don't look weird as shit.
0: They look weird as shit. Like it's, it's well, that's just the crew Hound. But yeah, yeah,
1: but they don't they don't look doofy as shit. They so. don't look stupid. You can say yeah. it.
0: No, um. Yeah, like I like the Imperial Breachers, but it's like, is it only a three-person gang? Like, what the, what, what? Well, <laughs> like what was I,
1: weird to me is they showed the uh, the little tractor thing with the Inquisition emblem on it, which yeah. I guess is also the uh, the Ministorum emblem.
0: Yeah, it is. It is on the the shield of the Breacher guy with the huge shotgun. So yeah. I guess that's fair. But like. I don't know I'm kind of underwhelmed by this box like I think the none of the crew sculpts super stand out like the one that's holding up the pulse rifle is okay but everything else is just like meh and then the Imperial Breachers while they look good nothing really like stands out to me like holy shit I gotta get this model this is cool although yeah. they did show a picture of what the terrain is gonna look like and even if we don't end up playing this for kill team this is gonna, gonna be, be some great good, for Necromunda this is gonna be some good zone Mortalis stuff let me tell yeah, you
1: it is Uh, And then one other thing did pop out that interested me, uh, and it might actually get me to start playing Underworld, and it's that badass Witch Hunter Warband. Oh,
0: Hexbane's Hunters? Holy shit.
1: it comes with dogs.
0: It's got some good puppers, for those of you who give a shit about that. That's why I called him that uh it's got a fucking like inquisitorial style witch hunter guy he's got the peak cap he's got the torch he's got the flintlock he looks a lot like jelson derrick from curse city fucking rad he's you know got what? some henchmen
1: this would be a great set that you could use in Frostgrave. oh that's a good point because I was oh get that's him. that's it that's the other school thaumaturgy it's okay. fucking it's like witch bane stuff it's any demon anti undead and healing and shit like that like it'd be perfect for a witch hunter
0: Oh, I'm I'm getting these regardless. Like bare minimum, you know, bare minimum. Is, these are for D and D. These are awesome. Models. This is up
1: there with Crimson
0: Court in the No, no, like these produced. are some fantastic sculpts. Fucking Hexbane's hunters. If you didn't see this during the the Sunday skirmish preview, like damn, these are cool because he's got he's got. He's got a prime, like, goon hanging out with him. Just a big thug with an axe, he looks like. He'd be like, okay, boss, anytime he told him to do something. Uh, he's got a fucking crossbowman who just just all of these models are so characterful. They got two dogs. One looks like he's been in an accident, which is sad. But, you know, he can kill some vampires because he's a cool dog. It's, these are just fucking great. I don't give a shit about Underworlds, but, man, some of these models. Oh. Uh,
1: what about the fucking... Um Oh my god, what is it called? The fucking uh Oh, the pistol, the fucking Flintlock? No, Pepperbox pistol.
0: Oh yeah, the the inquisitorial Yeah. I, I keep wanting to call them inquisitors. They're not. They're witch hunters. They're uh yeah, she's got a she's got a fucking four barrel flintlock. Yeah.
1: Is cool. Yeah, that little fucking Pepperbox pistol's cool as shit. And then all of them have like stakes
0: on their, their like like thigh holsters or on their belt because of course they're killing vampires. They all got axes and stuff. The armor's super cool. I'm guessing this is what two shades of null oil? It looks like it's really dark. Looks like it's like cast iron, and then they highlighted the edges. It's really well done. Very dark and characterful. This is some. This is some really good like gothic shit. So,
1: so you can get that look with um, a dry brush. I don't know if it's exactly how they did that one, but a dry brush of lead belcher over black. Yeah, that's what and I was then too. and then hit it with null, and then a really light dry brush of lead belcher back.
0: Yeah, maybe that, that gives like, it that
1: same look.
0: Edge highlight with like Ironbreaker or one of those ones that's not like full Necron compound but still mm-hmm. fairly shiny. Yeah, no, these are these this is worth the entire stream. These are awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's see what else uh, what else popped. There was the Amazons, which I'm not big on.
0: Yeah, Blood Bowl Amazons. They're they. I'll put them in the solid three out of five. They're fine category. They There's, exist. Nothing really stands out. Like I, I don't know. Like they're not bad. Their armor looks cool, but like they're the the like. I don't know, cloth sort of toga things they're wearing are just kind of okay. I, like, don't, I don't
1: like the arm snakes.
0: I don't know. They're just, they're, they're not, they, mm, it could be a color thing. Maybe if they got more wild with it, I would like it more. But like, I don't know. Nothing's really super stands out about them. They just, they, they're, they're a solid, okay, Blood Bowl team. No. Uh I will say, you don't like the arm snakes. That's super fair. I don't either. However, uh, they did reveal today that uh they have a star player who I fucking love, Bow oh, Con- yeah, the- Stricter. <laughs> yeah, that one's great. That is a fantastic model. It should have been like, granted, it's an Amazon team. Obviously, they can't all be snake people, but like, this is great. This is hilarious. This is a this is Blood Bowl. This is a this is the goofy fun model we should have. Ah, oh, he's he's just a big snake person. Ah. The way they painted him was really good. He has like some iridescent scales peppered throughout. It's really cool. Yeah did uh, Did you see fun. what his
1: ability is?
0: Yeah, look into my yeah, eyes. Yeah, look into
1: my eyes. Once per game, if he starts his activation, marking a player. So if he's next to a player, roll a die on a one. Nothing happens. On a two up, that player loses possession of the ball and he gains it. Yeah, which is meaning real He doesn't good.
0: have to roll an agility check to pick up the ball. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's that's oh, yeah. Like I hope he can play with other teams because that is a great star player. Like yeah, maybe if I could take him with a Lizardman team or something, that would be a reason. Like genuinely, would be a reason for me to get Lizardman team.
2: Yeah,
1: that's a good one.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Let's, Amazon's three out of five.
1: Yeah. Uh, we got the brute chopper.
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking talking about ash waste, we got, first, uh, we got our first. Uh, old, we got our first. We got our first Halo vehicle house specific vehicle which it's a goliath bike with heavy bolters on the sides and yeah it's just the brute chopper from halo 3
1: <laughs> like it is it is blatantly the brute chopper from halo like don't get me wrong it looks cool i like it but yeah it looks just like a brute chopper yeah which was a
0: cool design back in 07 i want to say when three came out halo 3 no halo 3 was 06 maybe no it came halo, out when I was halo high school.
1: halo 2 was 06 i know that because me and all my buddies uh skipped class well, actually, my no, Halo 2 no, it was, was like 03 or 04. It was o- No. Yeah.
0: So Halo 3 release date, 07, September 25th. And then Halo, two, Halo th- 2 was 05. Halo 2 was 04, November 9th. I got the power
1: of the internet, y'all. Okay. I, me and my buddies all skipped school to go get it. So, I so both came that. out
0: when I was in high school. One at the beginning, one at the end.
1: Well, one and two came out when I was in high school. I was already graduated when three came out. Oh, 12
0: years old when Halo 1 came out. Good time. Mm-hmm.
1: Good ship,
0: good uh, either way cool model but you can see where they got their inspiration from and then some. uh i will say this will make some really good conversion fodder for those of us who don't play goliaths these are this could make some pretty cool like beefy motorcycle type stuff for any because the conversion options are amazing in ash waste, so you could really make this into pretty much anything
1: slave ogrens
0: oh, oh, slave ogren bikers that would be hilarious
1: <laughs> I imagine they would just have the treads or their the bikes as their legs.
0: <laughs> It'd be like the um,
1: the fucking stupid Roombas we fought in Generation Zero.
0: Well, I was gonna say, what is it? The Cataphron Destroyers for the Admech Army, where it's yeah. just the tank treads with a guy on top with a little plasma gun.
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: So yeah, they're they're cool models. I like them. I I I don't play Goliath, so I probably won't really end up picking any up. But for those of you who play Goliath, good on y'all. This is a cool cool model. Wow. um speaking of necromunda we do have a couple more hangers-on models finally getting some representation we got yep. the uh if you have a uh law-abiding gang you got the propagandists and if you have an outlaw gang you have the agitator these are essentially your gang men who can get you potential bonuses if you don't play necromunda um cool models i like uh, uh, the Agitator's okay uh the propagandist is cool he's that's some warhammer shit where he's got a he's got a stick with fucking three tv screens on it and loud speakers coming out of his head like
1: yeah it's pretty doofy it's
0: it's it's doofy in a good way this is very silly and i like it a lot that uh what i'm trying to think of conversion potential for him because i don't know if i'd ever actually end up getting a propagandist or an agitator in necromunda but
1: uh yeah they're not very useful
0: they're not but they're got cool models (laughs) it's
1: It's like a dome runner
0: I must say it's exactly like the Dome Runner. Great model. Genuinely kind of useless in Necromunda. Yeah. But, uh,
1: but there was one really, really big, uh, not a reveal so much as a leak, that they were just like, well, fuck it. I guess we'll do a reveal on it.
0: Oh, well, we'll, we'll save that one for last because that's the big what, one. We got a couple. Oh, that's right. There's,
1: there's Warcry. There's a uh, new Warcry. So War
0: we got one today. They are doing a new Chaos Demons Codex, which is going to be fun. Yep. Uh, you know, Bellicor is in it, so hey, who knows? My slaves of darkness could branch out at some point. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. Um, we got uh, what is it called, Heart of Grr? A new Warcry boxed set, which uh, two gangs I find incredibly
1: underwhelming. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of them's Nurgle, it looks like, and the other uh, is
0: yeah, the Rottmeyer Creed. The Rotmire Creed are, they're like swampy boys, but like they have a lot of reeds in their aesthetic, which I don't dig. They're not, they're not cool swampy, like the cruel boys. They're just kind of like, I don't know. They're okay. I see conversion potential, but as just a, a gang on their own, I'm not big on them. Versus uh, the gang we've mocked before, the horns of a Shit, who are yeah. just like fucking tall the, chaos dwarfs, tall chaos dwarfs. Yeah. They got, they, they, they got better bull helmets than the Lumineth. That's like their only standard. Yeah, that's hard to do. They got a flamethrower. That that's kind of cool. There's there's literally a dude with a pitchfork. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like what what are they doing with this gang?
1: Yeah, it's they're not the best. They're not. I don't know. I really the I terrain's really, cool.
0: The terrain is great. I will say that box set might be worth it just for the terrain. That is some pretty odd. Like that. Talking about our. Uh, our display board for for nova this is some good swamp themed shit that might be worth investing in
1: here's the hilarious part there andrew if we take the list we're looking at we do not need a very big display board like a no. two by two will work
0: yeah you're right that,
1: that first list we were looking at we're like man we're gonna need like a fucking like a big ass display board here i'm pretty sure a one by one would actually work for us yeah no you're not wrong it's but like yeah, fucking 30 um, models
0: a plus terrain uh a c plus gang and then a fucking f minus gang i mean that's all i really gotta say about it
1: yeah oh the reed guys aren't they're terrible.
0: not bad i'm not huge on the aesthetic like i said i see conversion potential yeah because uh yeah cool cultists or maybe some necromunda stuff could be done with them i don't know i don't like the reeds i just don't really like that that look
1: well i don't like the fact that their weapons are sticks with sticks through them yeah, they're uh, like about
0: as weak looking as any weapon has been in war Cry they so far. They
1: remind me of the Force from Skyrim.
0: Yeah, just some dipshits that you find in the woods who are yeah, like, like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing?
1: I, I, I got a, I got a stick." That and then guy's... you encounter a Briarheart, he just beats your shit in. You are like, yeah, "What was that?"
0: That's the backbone of that gang, because otherwise yeah. it's like, "Oh, I got a stick. Look at that guy in Ebony Plate Mail. That's clearly magic, and he has a sword that's literally on fire. I can take him." Yeah yeah so that's that um and then for those of you who like horus heresy or just want some rad fucking demons uh Kabonda, the demon general of cygnus the forge world model is coming out soon that's a pretty rad bloodthirster model uh super expensive i'm sure but you know it's cool
1: yeah um, I, to- I totally missed that reveal
0: Oh, have you not seen him before?
1: Uh, I'm looking at him now. Uh, yeah, no, I like they, the helmet option. They
0: announced him a while ago, but yeah, he's, he's finally coming up for pre-order soon. Uh, he's For those of you that don't know Horus Heresy lore, he's like the bane of the blood angels. Sanguinius fights him a few times. Um, you know, if you like your 30k lore, there you go. Look it up. It's he's He's a neat character as far as demons go. Uh, the old Kill... old The recent Kill Team set's coming. If they're finally splitting the gangs. You can get the Corsair Voids card mm-hmm. and the Chaos Space Marine guys as yeah. separate boxes. So that's fun for those of you who don't actually give much of a shit about Kill Team itself.
1: Uh, and the Nachmand, the Kill Team knockman book, which they didn't do that with the other ones.
0: Yeah, yeah, if you want those scenarios. So mm-hmm. that's something for the solid 3 out of 5 game that is Kill Team. Yeah. <laughs> uh the, and yeah uh,
2: and then the, the last
0: solid,
1: uh what was it S- square out of uh square out of pentagon uh
0: yeah <laughs> uh, uh, we need to sell a shirt that says fucking square out of pentagon
1: <laughs> which i All guess right. would technically be three out of six
0: uh yeah because their measurement system's stupid
1: uh that should be the next uh sticker that i have daniel make is just fucking square, square out, out of out pentagon, of
0: pentagon. <laughs> It'll be for the 12 people that listen to this podcast. All hey right, guys, we'll you're to. one of the good ones. <laughs> oh <laughs> I'll man. My mic, real quick. And then the last big one. We had, in quotes, a leak. Who knows at this point? I think Games Workshop might let some of them out for free just to know hey guys, look at this blurry picture. Oh, here's this prepared video we've had sitting around. Uh, we got. Big Daddy fucking Angron, finally, the Demon Primarch of the World Eaters Legion for fucking 40k, and this is a kick-ass model.
1: It's pretty awesome. Uh, I love the Butcher's Nails dreadlocks. Yeah. Because uh, he will just forever be Ska brand to me. Because <laughs> um. uh, he looks like he would uh, get down with some of that Ska. Just fucking blaring fingers. He just murders people.
0: Yeah, he's just fucking, he's just skanking hard as he's ripping skulls. <laughs> no oh, like bad. this is like this is doom 2016 aesthetic like this like he he a the sword he's got in his left hand looks exactly like the crucible in doom eternal it's got the exact same like double bladed head at the end so if I ever picked up this model I would paint it like that runes and all yes I would kill myself doing it it's gonna be fucking awful um yeah, no, it's just really cool armor. The pauldron that has the World Eater's logo still on it. Cause, uh, uh, just, yeah, this is a fantastic... If you like the corn aesthetic of blood and skulls, this is a good model. Um, and during the leak, they uh, if you can look in the potato quality picture, there's pretty blatantly some new corn berserkers, which we did know were coming. We just haven't gotten to see any of them yet. Uh, also in the some,
1: fa- some of the new guard stuff.
0: Yeah, there looks like potentially new Cadian guys or maybe like stormtroopers or something like that. Um. Yeah, those were definitely
1: not the Casrican from the back. Like that was something else.
0: Yeah, I I, I think it might be Nucadians, but I'm not super sure. Obviously, because it was potato quality. Uh, and in the far distance, it looks like there might be like World Eater specific cultists or something. There's there's uh, some new stuff. It's hard to tell what it is. Um, but yeah, the the big one definitely Angron. This is we got our our next demon Primark finally, and it is a mm. solid one. This one this one holds up with Mortarion, I think
2: yeah
1: i think this is my favorite of the demon primark models Uh, i also love that he has a skull on his belt that has the dark angels crest carved into it so somebody took the time to carve a dark angel crest into a skull they took
0: i mean you know 40k is
1: 40k fair
0: um yeah it's
1: a cool as fuck model the red angel
0: man we just got fulgrim left and uh gonna be a weird snake boy when that comes out in three to six years
1: there's been some great conversions of a uh, Marathi into Fulgrim, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's half that model anyway. That's yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah. So I, uh, 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 who knows what happens? Because, like I've said several times, not super enjoying 40k at the moment. But uh, he could get used as a bloodthirster at some point if I decide to go full chaos. Who knows? Because uh, he's better than the bloodthirster models. The bloodthirster models are good, but this guy looks like he's not going to fall over at a slight breeze.
1: Uh, all right, uh, let's take a quick break real quick, Andrew. i got to step outside for just a second.
2: Okay.
0: Gonna make a clap so we know where the break is. All
1: right, so Andrew, now that we've uh, talked a lot about Warcom articles, hobby progress, games play, and all the other bullshit we talk about on this podcast, uh, I want to talk about something that I know I've been affected by and a couple of other people in the group have been affected by quite a few times, and I'm sure you've also experienced it, and that is hobby burnout you ever yep. you ever really had some hobby burnout
0: oh yeah no it definitely it definitely happens all the time i um uh yeah i like i've talked about before with uh case in point the aussie Arc bone reapers army that i had didn't find him super fun i forced myself to build and paint them very quickly uh to the point where i was like i could base these guys they'd probably sell for a little bit more if i did that ah uh, fuck it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that w- that was a good like burn myself out on that army completely, and I feel like there's um. Uh, like occasionally, like different kinds of burnout. Like I don't ever find myself completely burned out of the hobby as a whole, but there will be aspects where I'm like, oh man, I've built two hundred orcs at this point. I have no desire to build another orc as long as I live, or I've painted two hundred orcs. I don't want to paint these guys for another six months. Or it's a lot of orc based stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you got to type. No, it's, it's, yeah, the burnout comes in a lot of forms for sure.
1: Do you have any specific ones for you? So I've been in the hobby for about 22, 23 years now. So I've had periods where I will just not have desire to do anything with the hobby for years on end, which that's changed a little bit now that we have a regular steady group and I'm at a point in my life where I can play more and dedicate more to the hobby. But there is also times when it happens with me a decent amount. Where, like, I'll just be totally unmotivated to paint. Like, I'll build and I'll play like crazy, but I will just not want to pick up a brush. Or I'll want to paint like crazy and I won't want to build. Or I'll just want to do hobby and I won't want to play at all. Um, It's been a while since I've done that. I don't want to do anything with this hobby for a while.
0: Uh, the only time I really had a, I don't want to do anything with this hobby entirely was when I first started going to college. Like that was right when I got into Warhammer, I picked up the orc half of, um, Assault on Blackreach, built them. I was slowly building an army cause you know, college kid, no money. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it just became kind of like, a. You know, eh, I got nobody to really play with and yeah, he's a little pricey and, you know, gas or models, eh, you know, so I ended up not doing anything with it for, I don't know, close to, uh, I want to say three, four, maybe even five years. Oh, it wasn't wow. until after I, yeah, after I would graduated and then I pulled out my, because I still had the orcs and a sizable chaos army I'd got together at that point and I pulled them out and was like, oh yeah, these guys are really fucking fun. And I've essentially just barreled through since then, but uh, I've had, you know, peaks and valleys when it comes to, uh, to, to hobby burnout, for sure.
1: Yeah, so I know you, you touched on it a little bit. What have, have you noticed, like, a specific thing that causes you to get burnout?
0: Uh, well, for building models specifically, such as...
1: Um, Stampa.
0: Well, stomp it with its own thing. <laughs> um, I don't know, like little things. Like if you're building a lot of a specific type of model, and there's one little bit that's really fucking irritating, that can really make a hop, uh, like building burnout happen. So, um, you know, I didn't have to build a ton of them because they're such a, a high credit value gang. But my two squat boxes, most of it was super easy, but the power fist. Something about trying the the way they did it. It's a whole fucking mitt. But for some reason, the fucking thumb is its own thing, and mm-hmm. it's two pieces that you sandwich together, and you put the thumb in the middle. Just the way they designed that thumb, like it is some non-Euclidean geometry there. Like you put that thing in, and you're like, it looks like it should go this way, but I flip it, and it, what, what the fuck? Like the, the, you can see whenever I f- upload the recording, I'll probably just like isolate just that clip. It's like five minutes of me fiddling <laughs> with it, the thumb like, back and forth. I drop it, like, three times. I almost lose it a couple of times. There's glue everywhere. It's just one of those ones in the audio. You can just hear me, like, I'm just jamming along. I'm doing nothing. And then there's just a spike of me being like, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, is stuff like that. If I had to build ten of those Power Fists, I, it, I probably wouldn't build anything for a while after that. That's fair. Or, um, with the Codor gang, like, um... Uh, uh, a lot of them have really tiny wrists and hands, oh, and those yeah. those do not want to go together very well. And you know, you build your twentieth Caudor guy, and his little little tiny, delicate little wrists do not want to stay together with a hand. You get a little frustrated. The then when you go faces, back
1: the fucking faces on the Caudor model are what would always got me.
0: Yeah, because they do that thing where they just like slice the face off, and you have to glue that. Yeah, on. and it's, if you if you don't yeah.
1: get it lined up just perfect, it's like yeah, and he's all fucking crooked and shit. Yeah, so little little
0: niggling things like that where you're like, why? I'm not a sprue designer. So, you know, I'm sure there's a reason why they did certain things the way they did. But, like, there's some stuff where you're like, you didn't think this through when you made this model, did you? <laughs> Fair so, That's a big one.
1: Yeah, so I've, uh, I've noticed on mine, uh, you know, I'm sure that you know this, and I'm sure most of our listeners do by now. I have a bit of what people in the biz call hobby ADD. And I will bounce around between a million different projects. And that will cause burnout sometimes because I will get my workspace so full of different sprues and paints and model types that I don't have anywhere to work. And it'll frustrate me and piss me off and I just won't want to touch it for a while. Um, So that's, that's one of the big ones that I'll get burned out with it. But also, when we come back from an event or a convention, I tend to not... Touched the stuff for about two or three weeks just because my brain has been over fucking loaded with it.
0: Gen- well, that, And I imagine it would be like, um, I don't know, you've kind of been building up to this event and you have finally gotten to, to play with the toys that you've been planning for months and months. And now that you're done, you have that moment where you're like, what do I do with my life now?
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause that's, that's one of the easy ways for me to break out of hobby, uh, fucking like hobby fatigue and stuff like that is when I will, have an event or a league or a campaign coming up be like oh yeah i gotta get all this shit done and i'll do it and i'll love it and i'll just crank through stuff so what uh, what kind of ways do you try and pull yourself out of hobby burnout andrew
0: oh well back to your previous point uh i will say a messy workspace like yeah. something about yeah. having your your oops, my mic something about having your hobby area be super cluttered it can really kind of i don't know yeah, I guess Mary Kondo is, you know, screaming from her section of Japan just <laughs> being like, get rid of things you don't want. Fuck you. Sometimes I need spare Zacto knife plates. Um just having an uncluttered space it just kind of it feels like i don't know you're focusing on this one model in particular or this one group of models or whatever like uh i had a recent one when i first got the ash waste box so my hobby space was just covered in all that terrain that was like half painted because it's just you kind of have to sit down and like dedicate a few hours to painting terrain you're not just going to go oh i'll just do the cabling on this one because that still takes 45 minutes (laughs) so that was like two months of that just sitting cluttering up my space as i slowly worked on it and it was really starting to frustrate so I uh I recommend cleaning your spaces. That is that is a good way to really kinda like kind of kind of clear the air metaphorically and physically
1: yeah yeah uh, clearing the mechanism is what i believe it's technically called and all that kind of stuff is to like reset your brain is clearing the mechanism but
0: yeah, that was uh independent characters i think they were talking about that that was a big one uh
1: yeah i think they talked about that in one of their episodes but yeah yeah resetting and reorganizing your space is is huge when it comes to like getting back into it uh, especially because, like, I don't have a lot of space to work with. So sometimes I'll try to work on a bunch of different projects and it'll all just get cluttered, which makes it harder to work on the projects. So I will stop working on them until I go through and clear out all my space. And, man, the just endorphin rush of looking at at be like, fuck yeah, this looks nice. This looks like a professional hobby space is almost worth it on its own.
0: And it can really be super simple. Like, if you've just had, I don't know, say you're working on something really in depth and you've got 10 15 pots of paint sitting mm-hmm. around it's like just kind of pushing them to one side it just kind of it feels weirdly freeing to go oh that is it's not even organized technically not even clean it's just out it's of like, my way it's in its quadrant that's where it should be
1: yeah exactly
0: um another one that i'm big on is uh like i did with bella the ripcore model so yeah. if you've been working on a big project you're you know Say you uh, are eyeballing Nighthaunt now that they've had the cool new model. They got a new battle tome and all that. And you've painted your 60th chain rasp. Uh, You kind of sometimes don't want to look at a ghost for a while after something like that. So I like to have kind of a polar opposite model where it's like, all right, I've been working on a lot of fantasy stuff, a lot of, you know, swords and blood and whatever. I'm going to flip hard to something sci-fi. I'm going to do like a robot. I'm going to do a vehicle, just do something very different, paint it in a very different style just to get like different parts of your art brain working essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, Or vice versa. If I've been working on tons of, um, you know, I've been doing like a bunch of death dreads for my orcs or something, you know, I want to paint something clean. I want to paint something that doesn't look like it's made out of scrap metal, you know, just uh, having, having, hard uh polarities of the types of things you paint can really kind of uh, kick your mind out of that slump phase that you get sometimes especially if you're working on a big army
1: yeah and on that note as well um uh, the little whiz kids D miniatures i love for that is little palette cleansers because four bucks you get two models that you know if you play in D you can use them for something and you can get all different types, and they're not hyper detailed like GW stuff, so they're yeah. not as stressful to paint. They're just a fun little thing. Like I'll just paint them up for friends, and be like, oh, here you go. Here's your fucking D and D model for a character that you have." And, well,
0: and those in particular are super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cheap.
1: Yeah, and it's it's just it's good to have a palette cleanser that you can just yeah, play with different styles in.
0: For the price of a good, like, Games Workshop Hero model, $35, 45 depending on oh, the God, army and the you size. Get
1: fucking 20 of these things.
0: Yeah, you can get 15 or 20 of those WizKid models, or, like, one jumbo one and a few smaller ones. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're reasonable quality for being a, a cheap resin model. They're, they're really not bad by any means. Um, and that's just a good way to just snap through something totally different.
1: Yeah, and they're fun to paint.
0: Yeah, no, they're, they're legitimately good. They allegedly come pre-primed. I've painted a few of them. Uh with just straight out of the box and it works i'd still recommend priming them again just to make sure but you know if you're strapped for cash and only have a couple of paints sitting around or whatever fine you know it, it, it'll do
1: yeah i tend to uh, i tend to paint the ones that have the energy stuff on them a lot so i just i just brush on primer
0: yeah no it's an easy way to do it yeah. but I, I tend to brush on primer a lot too unless i've already got a batch of priming that needs to happen
1: you know what why didn't you just brush on primer for your fucking squats because it leaves a different texture. Depends on the primer you use.
0: I mean, I will probably just use, like, Mechanicus standard grade paint or something.
1: Oh, oh, you don't have... Yeah, because I guess you don't have an airbrush. No, so I keep uh, bottles of Sterilene's primer, the Badger primer for airbrushes, because that I stuff brushes on silky-ass smooth.
0: Yeah, after uh, having experienced two weeks of like 75 plus percent humidity uh i'm about ready to bite the bullet and get a cheapo airbrush just for priming stuff <laughs> yeah. or getting fast uh, terrain stuff done
1: yeah like i think it was last wednesday or tuesday or something uh, It was like 6 30 in the morning and i went outside to prime shit because it like it's not terribly humid and it's okay heat <laughs> gotta prime it and put yeah. it in the spare room
0: <laughs> yeah because it's been getting hot enough that essentially the the spray paint kind of like turns into like a weird crusty mist before it even hits the model (laughs) and it's humid enough that even if you got it on it wouldn't stick well so you get you get weird streaks and shit so it's just been it's it's a nightmare been a hell
1: of a summer down here
0: welcome to the south y'all seriously
1: um yeah so uh you should uh if you don't pick up an airbrush you should at least pick up some of that primer when we go down to giga in a couple of weeks yeah
0: yeah, I'll think about it. Um, yeah, no, like, I've had those squats. They've been built for maybe a week and a half, yeah. two weeks, something like that. I just haven't been able to do anything with them until I was like, all right, I finished Bellacore, and these guys are next on the chopping block, so uh, bathroom ventilation it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, so do you have any other methods you'll use to, like, get rid of hobby burnout if you've already gotten, like burned out so the palate cleansers and the clearing the mechanism things like that usually are things i'll do when i notice i'm starting to get burned out but see so you've just blitzed right past that and you've just gone to full-on fuck it how do you uh how do you reset and recalibrate
0: honestly sometimes you just need to step away for a bit not like you know months or years or anything but you know do whatever works best for you obviously but uh sometimes i'm just like Ah, I, I I finished a huge project, I've got nothing big coming up, my hands are tired, I want to do something else, and I'll just play a video game, or like play a non-tabletop related game with buds, some board games or something. You know, it's a good time to catch up on, you know, binge watching something on Netflix, Stranger Things is on right now, mm-hmm. so you know. I just finished uh, that, it was actually pretty good. Two and a half episodes in so far,
1: pretty solid so I'm uh, I'm getting caught up on season three of The Boys right now
0: i need to start that one
1: for nothing nothing it's but good fucking brutal holy shit
0: definitely one i can only watch on my own uh, girlfriend is not big on gore oh so.
1: yeah and she will not like this show at all I, i've seen
0: some clips of it and she will be uh, Audi 9000 uh 39. in
1: season three there is for lack of a better term a dildo fight that is just murdering people with dildos i mean
0: i played saints row the third so yeah
1: this was a lot more brutal than saints row and that's saying something
0: but yeah, no. Like sometimes, even if it's just a couple of days, just don't think about models for a bit. Um, I'm, I know I'm. You've probably surmised by now. I'm a pretty big video gamer. That was my big hobby before I started doing Warhammer stuff. Still do it all the time. I'm actually replaying Cyberpunk 2077 at the moment, which has gotten very good since they patched it. I recommend it. It's on sale pretty frequently nowadays. Um, if you're looking for a good, you know, open world RPG type thing with shooting, um,
1: you know, with, with just, cybernetics just, and punks,
0: yeah. Lots of, lots of weird haircuts and unnecessary surgery. But you know,
1: it's like Necromunda. Just like in real life.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Fucking Zoomers got Bionics. That's essentially <laughs> it. Um, yeah, no, just just do something else. Sometimes you know, go play D D. Go fucking play Settlers of Catan or something. Just just don't think about it. If it's if it's really bumming you out, you just have no motivation. Just do something else.
1: So I'm kind of the opposite of that. Uh, A lot of times if I step away from it, it will take me a lot longer to get my drive back to do it. Uh, So occasionally I will just pick up a model, not, not like a model that I've been looking forward to painting really, but just something to kind of get my hand back into it and just force myself to sit down and be like, one hour, I'm doing one hour of hobby. And then for that's like, yeah, for like yeah. two nights, it'll just be that one hour. And then by the third night, I'm like, I've been sitting in this chair for seven hours. My back is literally broken.
0: Well, there is a lot of times, too. Like, if you have, I don't know, something distasteful, like, oh, I have to paint another buckle on this fucking mm-hmm. uh, goblin or whatever. It just, yeah, it just you give yourself a hard number. You're like, I'm going to paint five. That's it. Sometimes you find you just kind of get in the groove, and you're like, oh, I painted 20. Cool. And I finished a podcast. Awesome. So you, sometimes, yeah, just just pushing through the first distasteful thing just kind of gets you in the mindset then you're okay as well. I have definitely done that several times, especially when batch painting and horde armies.
1: Yeah. And this is, this is kind of uh, tangentially related when you're talking about finishing the podcast with it. Do you have a certain, uh, certain things you listen to when you do certain things?
0: Not really. I'm a little all over the place. Um, I'm one of those weird people who will find something they like and listen to it like 16 times just cause I can, case in point I listened I, there are a couple of let's players I still watch I'm mostly over that because YouTube is mostly over that at this point yeah. but there's a few where it's like oh that was a really funny playthrough of Super Mario or whatever and just kind of like re-listening to the jokes which are like still funny but I don't really necessarily have to pay attention to it because I'm kind of focused on the model um so that's one I do a lot I'll put on movies and stuff like I've seen fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark 20 times just doing <laughs> painting stuff uh, cause I'm, I, I really, you know, have my set eighties action shit that I really love. Um, I watched, uh, well, in like nineties too, like, uh, two weeks ago, I watched, uh, Total Recall for the 20th time. I watched Starship Troopers. I just have a lot of stuff I'm used to in the background. Yeah. I am trying to watch current Stranger Things while painting. So there is a lot of me painting, like one thing, looking up, watching a 10 minute scene, going back to painting. So it's not very productive. So, um, audiobooks and podcasts so those are a lot better for pod, for painting because it's it's not a visual thing you, can, you just have to have working ears and you can do that as well as paint um so uh a big one i've been listening to a lot is last podcast on the left if you're into goofy true, true crime stuff so you know goofing on uh horrific actions done by our fellow man but it's done by you know talented comedians so it's still a good time um a lot of radio play stuff, uh, like one we were talking about uh, just in our spare time, Old Gods of Appalachia. Oh, yeah. It's, uh,
1: that one's so good. It's a really cool, like, creepy horror anthology Have they, they finished um, up the, the new season, right? Uh, one more episode, okay.
0: I believe, on it. I, I usually um,
1: wait until uh, a series of it is done, and then I just binge the whole damn thing through because I'm like, I ain't waiting two fucking weeks for the last. So that was, fourteen minutes. That was of what I
0: listened to while I painted bellacore I got good the vast the vast majority of Old Gods of Appalachia while painting, you know, a shadow demon. So it was pretty fucking appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know, just a lot of stuff like that. Audiobooks, just uh, comedians. I've heard a thousand times. You know, I've heard the John Mulaney stand-up stuff fifty times yeah. listening to or painting. So, you know, how about you? Do you do you try and actually pay attention to stuff? Or? So here's
1: the weird thing. If I, it depends on what task I'm doing. If I am building, it's a TV show or a movie in the background. And generally it's something kind of related to what I'm doing. Like when I'm working on guard stuff, I'm pretty sure I've watched band of brothers like 10,000 times at this point. Cause I'll just okay, have it you're on a thematic, the back. Yeah. I'm a thematic. thematic
0: builder. And yeah. When
1: I'm working on tanks, I, it's, I'm not going to lie. Last time I built a handful of tanks, I just had fury on in the background. Like I'm very thematic nice. with what I'm working on. Uh turns out there's not a lot of movies for, uh, for Skaven rat men, but oh, God.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, what is it? Wilfred, what was that? Ratatouille, fucking, a fucking Crispin Glover, where he can, he's like the Pied Piper essentially. Will, Willard, that's it. I was gonna say
1: Wilfred's fucking uh, Frodo the with the, the dog when he's yeah, high. Yeah.
0: Elijah Wood with the talking dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I just funny. watched Ratatouille said, a bunch of times for skaven
0: I said dog, and the cat finally woke up. He's been on my lap for about two hours because we had a gap in recording. Damn, just chilling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, babies need sleep. So. Yeah,
1: the moose is just kind of crashed out next to me.
0: I think he just fell back asleep. No, there he goes. Well, there we go. <laughs> Living the life. Ten week old kitten. Yeah. Wish I could do that. Yeah, seriously.
1: Yeah, but so when it's building and stuff like that, it's it's always TVs or movies. That way I can look up and watch something while I'm waiting on glue to dry. Uh, when it comes to painting, I cannot listen to music while I paint because I just subconsciously nod my head and like move my arms. Uh, so I can't I can't listen to music when I paint. I just cannot do it. It just fucks up everything so i tend I to go will, with podcasts or audiobooks.
0: i will only listen to music when i'm painting if i'm doing bass coating and washing so <laughs> i don't have to be precise <laughs> because i tend to listen you, know, you could probably infer from how tony and i have spoken yeah. but uh, we listen to a lot of like hard rock and metal and stuff like a lot, that a lot of so, punk
1: a lot of fucking indie. like it's
0: yeah so there's a lot a lot of head bopping type uh, type bass going on so like uh, a big one i've listened to lately is gnome which we've oh, had on great. the background a they're few great. times uh, really, really great band out of Belgium. They, uh, just look like some dudes wearing flannel, but they got gnome hats, but they got some pretty, some pretty kick ass metal, but, um, they're really good fast paced stuff. So it's really good for getting some base coats, base and put down. But, uh, as soon as I got an edge highlight or painting islands or something, <laughs> yeah, that I, that I don't fly anymore. Switching to a podcast. Cause I'm going to have to redo some work otherwise.
1: Yeah. Podcasts are my, my big go-to when, when I'm, uh, when I'm painting, um, uh, I mean, it's generally nerd podcast, but also I throw old gods on. And uh, if you've never listened to it, Andrew, I recommend one called Behind the Bastards. It's real good.
0: I've never heard that. What is what is that one about? Uh,
1: so basically, it just breaks down the shittiest people that have ever existed oh. uh, and talks about them like psychologically, what they've done, some of the stuff that might have caused them to do that kind of thing. It's It's a really it's almost like a case study. It's really interesting. Okay. But yeah, that's huh. uh, that's a good podcast that I listen to as well. What else? What else is on my fucking podcast? What would
0: what, what, you say are your top three or top five podcasts you have?
1: I mean, my main two that I listen to are Forge the Narrative and um, uh, Badcast. Bad Cast.
0: Oh, I was. I should have clarified, uh, non-Warhammer related. Although oh, those are two, oh. those are, those are two very good ones because it is, you know, Warhammer related. So you can be in the hobby while doing the hobby.
1: Uh, Behind the Bastards is really, really good. Old Gods of Appalachia is really good. Um, I listened to it a while back, but I kind of fell out of it. I want to get back into it. Uh, um, Drunks and Dragons, I believe it's called. It's a, it's a and um, d playthrough D&D podcast. podcast. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, and then there's another one, I want to say it's called One Shot, where it'll be like two or three episodes and they're doing they're just running a one shot of different game types. It's a, it's a really cool one to check out different games you'd be interested in. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: have, uh, I have a good few, like I said, last podcast on the left. Um, I do listen to Critical Role, uh, although I didn't actually start listening to it until their most recent <sighs> third campaign. I'm just not a fan.
1: Uh, I'm not a fan of Critical Role. I don't know what it is. It's got... It's
0: definitely got its own style, and I will say I fucking hate it when the actors start crying because something happened with their character where it's like, guys, I get that you're actors, but, like, this don't mean that much. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that does get to me, and that does bug me, but, like, the actual character interactions, and, you know, you can tell they're really good friends, and they've been working and hanging out together for ages, so it's, like, I I do really appreciate that part of it, and it's, you know, four-hour-long podcast, so you got a chunk of listening. Yeah, that's Um, why I miss the
1: independent characters, man
0: yeah no that's man yeah, there's there's a parallel universe where they're still going and i think it's a better one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah fucking um f- i blame cern for fucking causing the independent characters to go away because they opened a new well, timeline
0: well they just shot it off again so maybe they'll come timeline.
1: back yeah probably not yeah dude that picture um, from the james webb telescope is the coolest shit ever
0: oh yeah definitely dating this podcast yeah. that came out today yeah really good
1: the rest of them are coming out in the morning and i am very excited to see what else we can see on that because that's be just, probably the
0: first thing i see when i wake up and check my phone yeah it's
1: ten thirty eastern's when it's releasing
0: Ah, oh, okay so it'll right when i get to work essentially.
1: yeah 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 i'll have been at work i'm like i'm gonna go step away for a bit guys to fucking look at space pictures um other podcasts
0: i listen to i got a lot of nerd related stuff yeah. shocking i know um one i've liked a lot is uh the weekly planet which are these two uh australian guys who they just talk about nerd shit you know upcoming movies and stuff like that they also have a really good youtube uh page called caravan of garbage where they're just making fun of shitty old movies and stuff that one's pretty fun oh um, how did this
1: get made is the other one.
0: Oh yeah the, the holy movie
1: shit yeah with the guys from the league
0: yeah yeah that was a pretty solid one I'm not huge on Jundaya and Rayfield, otherwise I would listen to it more, but I do still pop in on occasion. Um... Let's see, another one. Uh, I used to be really big into Rooster Teeth stuff, because I just grew up on when they came out. Yeah, Yeah, so like I I watched Red vs. Blue from the first episode. So uh, I've fallen off of the vast, vast, vast majority of their content, because most of the creators have left, and it's just not that good to me anymore. But they do still have one podcast I love, and it's called Fuckface. (laughs) (laughs) And it's Jeff, Gavin, and this other dude, Andrew Panton. And the basic premise of it was that... uh, they, I don't, I don't even remember the name of the baseball player, but it was a guy whose card, um, his picture he got taken for it. He wrote "fuckface" on the bottom of his bat, so that way he could see it on his rookie card. And apparently, that ruined his career for a long time. And so they're like, the the the, the essence of the podcast was they're just telling stories about how they fuck themselves over by doing something for a goof, and it just kind of snowballs from there. And it's. 100 episodes about nothing but it's really funny so i recommend that if you if you've liked those guys at some point in your life uh
1: your your baseball trivia knowledge that's actually uh billy ripkin that did that uh 1989 is when he played
0: yeah so it's it's all based off of a goof that billy ripkin did yeah just just
1: um absolutely fucking beautiful
0: i'm a pretty serial podcast listener so i could name like 12 more but you know we're giving free advertisement for other people now (laughs) yeah Eh, whatever um, okay. Well, if you want to do another good, like, a video game related one, uh, Play Watch Listen is very solid. It's got, um, Troy Baker, the voice actor, who is my least favorite part of it, because uh, he's kind of a fucking Star Child Moon Baby bullshit, and he goes off on tangential nonsense a lot, but it's got Mike Bithell, who is the writer who did, um... Thomas Was Alone, which was a really successful indie game. Uh, he's a really funny British dude. It's got Austin Wintery, who is the composer for the game Journey and Abzu and um, uh, what is the Viking one called? Banner Saga. Uh, really excellent composer. Fantastic music. Yeah, Banner Saga before. was a great game. Yeah. Um, he's he's done... No, no, he didn't do Banner Saga, did he? Shit. Bar- was that Bear McCreary?
2: Bar- I think it was Bear
0: McCreary. No, he's 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 a big he's one of like the top three like video game composer guys. He mostly works good, in the video job. game field, and then uh, Alana Pierce, who is a uh, Australian journalist who moved to America, and uh, she worked for Rooster Teeth for a while. Actually, that's how I figured uh, found this podcast. Um, but she now works with um, Santa Monica Studios, who are the guys who did uh, the most recent God of War series. So. Mostly, it's just them just talking the shit about the video game industry and you know what's going on with that, and then occasionally getting off on a Star Wars chan- tangent for two hours. But uh, that's a really fun one, just for general dumb as well.
1: Uh, all righty, well we're we're running a bit long on this one, but you know that's that's hobby burnout. That's how Andrew and I cope with it, uh, listeners. If you have other ways that you cope with your hobby burnout, please reach out to us uh, at. Dice Like Ice Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, our YouTube, or our Twitch channel. If you want to see me curse at video games, that's a great place to see it.
0: Want to watch us occasionally play Deep Rock Galactic and me curse that we're playing the Game Pass version when we could be on the Steam one where I have all the things unlocked.
1: Yeah, but now you can do it (laughs) twice.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's the second verse, same as the first. Hey,
1: anything worth doing is worth doing twice.
0: I will say, there's not many games I would do that for, but Deep Rock kicks ass. Yeah, Deep Rock's fun yeah super good game um it might still be on sale by the time currently on sale on humble Bundy. yeah I, th- I think it's I the month
1: think it still is i it's think it's
0: july it's the it's the monthly deal so yeah if, you, if it's still july 2022 uh check it out um it's on sale pretty frequently like 10 bucks fantastic game if you got some butts to play it with mm-hmm. highly recommend
1: well all right so andrew what kind of advice you got to leave us on this time
0: Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't even think about it. Uh, Take your cat to the vet, because sometimes they got fleas and ear mites, and, you know, be kind to animals, I guess. (laughs) You
1: heard it here first, kids. Take care of your cats. Take care of your pets, especially cats. Take care of your cats, everyone. Uh, It's been a vet-heavy day here at the uh, Dice Like Ice podcast family. (laughs) Uh, All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening, and have a great night. Goodbye. Dice like guys Must be nice To play some games with your friends Necromunda Makes you wonder How friendships end So flip that table If you're able And consult your charts and (laughs) graphs
0: So let's have some fun and get it done.
1: Or you
2: can kiss my ass.
1: Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at DiceLikeIcePodcast Podcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram, also under Dice Like Ice Podcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to Scarlet Saturn for use of their music in our show.